Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the 425 Show. I'm your host, Nicole Mangina with Windermere Real Estate. Oh my goodness. Happy Tuesday for a lot of people here on the East Side. It's the first day of school. It feels a little different this year. Usually we send our kids off to school. The moms get together and do a little celebration because we the house is quiet for the first time in months. But it's not quiet this year because now we're all at home trying to figure out teams with our kids while they do online schooling. So, so far so good, but it's funny. I was getting ready this morning and I thought, you know what? This feels like, um, you know, when you're doing a group event and you're trying to decide who's gonna do what to put the event together. And there's always the really fun jobs. And then there's the job that it needs to happen but nobody really wants to do it. And during the selection process, someone is foolish enough to decide they have to use the restroom in the middle of all this. And they go to the restroom and then they come back. And all of a sudden you're the one doing the job <laughs> because you weren't there and everybody else voted and decided you needed to do it. So I feel like that a little bit, I feel like I went to the restroom at an inopportune time and I came back and got elected homeschool mom. Um, but that's okay, we're working with it. We did have a big talk with our kids last night and just said, you know what, this is new for everybody, especially your teachers. So, you know, you guys are young and hip and you're all used to this technology and you've been doing all this stuff. You need to participate in class and you need to show your teachers a lot of love and give them a lot of grace this week, actually throughout the whole time, um, just because they're putting a lot into this and they need as much from you as they are giving to you as a teacher. So hopefully that's sunk in, we'll see how it goes, but I'm hoping so. It'll be an interesting year for sure. So everybody out there, teachers, thank you. I know that you have worked your butts off this summer to figure this whole thing out. Know that we appreciate you more than words can say. And to parent, all the parents and kids out there that are figuring this thing out, I wish you all the best. I'm sure there's gonna be some interesting stories that come out of this whole thing. <laughs> um, so that's my little welcome back to school thing. Quick real estate update before we dive into our show today. I had a lot of conversations with buyers over the weekend that I thought would be good to talk about today. You know, the markets, it's pretty frothy right now. There's a lot of activity out there. There's a lot of multiple offers. Um, you're hearing stories of things going way over the asking price or, you know, these big piles of offers that come in. And the question for a buyer is often, you know, how do you navigate that? how do you navigate it in the moment? And then how do you navigate it from a long term standpoint? Meaning, you know, how do you feel comfortable about the price you're paying today, knowing that you're probably going to pay top dollar and might even have to pay more than the last house sold for. So two things. One, you've got to look at it as a long term purchase. You know, if you think you're only going to own your house for a year or two, don't buy. But if you're going to own your house for seven to 10 years, which is pretty normal, then it's all going to ride out and it'll work itself out in the wash. And then when you're trying to decide how much do you offer for a house, you know, you'll certainly look at the market statistics, but really what it comes down to is you have to ask yourself for that specific house personally. There was a price at which you are super excited to get that house. And there's also a price at which you are more than okay letting somebody else buy it because it's not the right house for you at that price. And so that I think is the most important discussion to have as you are looking at purchasing properties, trying to figure out how do you navigate these multiple offers? How do you jump in? How deep do you jump in? And how do you maintain some feeling of control and ownership of this whole process? 
So it really comes down to under what price and conditions is it the right thing for you to do? And then there's also a, a set of terms and scenarios, at which case it's really not the right thing for you to jump in. And that's okay too. Uh, it's definitely helpful if you have an agent who's first in the market and having those conversations to help walk through those with you. So if you've got real estate on the brain, I encourage you to reach out. I am always here and happy to help. You can find me via email, Nicole at NicoleMangina.com. There you go. Uh, and without further ado, I am excited to introduce our guest today. We've got Amy Jarvis with Enliven Here Yoga. How are you? I am fabulous. Thanks for Good. having me today. Yes, uh, we were talking. I know we were talking about this before the show. Um, we didn't plan it, but it worked out perfectly on lots of levels. It's the first of September. Mm -hmm. It's the start of National Yoga Month. Like, and <laughs> yes, the, the kids are going back to school. So I think we can all use a little yoga work. The a little zen. Yeah, a little bit meditation, some centering. Mm -hmm think would be good for everybody. Kids, parents, teachers, we all need it. Always, but especially right now. <laughs> I think so too. And and finding and finding that time, you know, figuring out what that looks like for you. And yeah. it's different for everybody. Yeah. Right. And so absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, I'm excited to have you on the show. You are a master yoga instructor. Um and you have some different approaches. Yeah that you so, do with your yoga. So tell us yeah, what's so, going on. And I'm always curious to know what your path is. How'd you get here? Okay, so my path, um, actually, if I go a bit far, further back, yeah. my my first degree is actually in construction management. So you're, you were oh. talking earlier about all the construction that you were doing. So yeah. I used to work for um, um, heavy commercial, you know, um, new build, um, refurb, um, commercial work. Okay. And I loved it. I mean, I really did. I actually don't think that I would have changed that path. Mm -hmm. As I look back, I really enjoyed building something. Sure. However, I was also that person that had to really keep all those hot potatoes in the air and keep things going, keep communication open, yeah. get things happening. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, but that caused a lot of stress. And we all hold stress so differently. And especially for me, I actually realized later in my journey that I actually held it really well. And, but that wasn't good for my, my body. Mm -hmm. And once I figured that out, um, I was working actually in West Virginia at the time. And I walked past a classroom. I can't remember. I think I was at Shepherd College. It's a small town in West Virginia near Harper's Ferry. And I, rem I remember looking in through the little window of like the classroom and they were all sitting, you know, crisscross applesauce and they were breathing. They were doing pranayama. And at the time I had no idea what they were doing. They were using their hand and valving their nose. And sure. that was really interesting. But what I did remember was that, gosh, they just look so much at peace. So I ended up joining that class. And my life changed. I remember thinking after my first class going, you know, just be open to something different. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, what's the worst thing? You just don't go back. Right. Yeah. And I just realized I did physically feel very different from the beginning of the class till the end of the class. And it actually, I started recognizing in my days how I was just 
calmer. I was actually sitting back a little bit more. I wasn't so like, you know, yeah, hard. Amazing. And so at the time I was just a practitioner. I was just going to yoga classes and being in construction and one in single at the time. And one of the things that I could offer um, big companies is I would go anywhere you'd want me to go. And that's hard to find actually. And so I was able to travel through the United States doing some amazing projects. But every time I went somewhere, I found the studio. And when I ended up here, I found a studio here and I was married at the time, but I didn't have my son. So I had the time to really devote. And before I knew it, I went through my first training and I received my 500 hour teacher training Mm -hmm. and I just, I loved it. And I was working actually with a yoga therapist and I liked that connection. It just wasn't going in and teaching a class and leaving. Mm-hmm. It was really talking to the students in the form of um, yoga that I was trained in is called Vinny yoga. Vinny mm-hmm. means adaptive. Okay. And so I never do routines. Right. I was never taught routines. So you tell me what's on your mind. You tell me what your body's telling you. And I kind of figure it out with the Got idea it. that everybody leaves thinking, wow, she just did that whole class for me. That's my goal. That's awesome. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. And so, but that healing side of it and that connection and really seeing it and having mm-hmm. experienced it a little bit myself, sure. I, I, and knowing that I wanted to start a family Mm-hmm. I thought, you know, this would maybe be something I could do a little bit more full time. Right. And it was so important to me that I went back to school. So I'm a yoga therapist and the little humility, I don't consider myself a yoga master. <laughs> I- <laughs> um, but I love the idea, but I do my best, but a little humility. But um, when I went back, um, it was a two year program um, mm-hmm. for yoga therapy And what makes it a little bit different is that the International Association of Yoga Therapists, they require very specific criteria in classes and hours. Okay. Right. And so very much like a university. Got it. Okay. Right. So I could tell you, I went to LSU, got my degree in construction management. You immediately kind of know what that could look like. Mm Mm-hmm. But when I say yoga therapist, you're like, I'm not sure what that looks like. Yeah. Well, we're slowly, I mean, we've been around, the International Association has been around for a while, but it's really moving now. And we're really getting out there and educating people on what we do and how we make it different. But that big part is that educational part. Whereas through most um, certifications, Mm-hmm. Um, like the 200 hour, which I love because I actually teach. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a school and live in here is a yoga school as well. And I could teach people to be teachers at the 200 level, but that is the foundational level. Like that's meant to be where you start and then where you, it's kind of like figuring out, um, okay, my first two years of college and I've kind of like gotten all those core classes in right. and now I'm going to start focusing Sure. And, and many people stop at the 200 and it's fine. You could still do continuing education. Um, but with, as a yoga therapist, I work directly um, and I bridge um, healthcare. Mm-hmm. 
So Got I it. do work with and collaborate with, um, and you know, through HIPAA, I you know make sure that it's okay with the clients that I correspond and talk to the doctor, the chiropractor, the PT. Mm-hmm you name okay. it and we weave it. And I'm sorry, I'm going, going, going. Cause I just love what I do. No, I think it's that. I mean, I've been doing yoga for 25 years. So I'm a huge yoga advocate, believer, practitioner. It's totally changed my body. Um, but this whole yoga therapy is, it's a new thing and I'm just fascinated by it or it's new to me anyway. I just think it's so interesting and it makes, it's one of those, like you never hear about it and then you hear about it and think, oh, well that makes perfect sense. Like of well, course you do that. Yeah, I mean, we all have something going on in our body, right? Yeah. But also as a yoga therapist, and I do a lot of meditation coaching, mm-hmm. and I do a form of meditation called Yoga Nidra. And in the Yoga Nidra, and it's it's not something that just kind of popped up. It's been around for over 2,000 years. Right. But they were, I mean, they were totally onto something back then. I'm like, yeah. it's amazing. Like, when you really look at it, you're like, wow. Mm-hmm. Like they knew what they were talking about. And, you know, we have layers of the body. And when right. yoga first came over, it was primarily all about the postures, mm-hmm. asana, right? And they're yeah. lovely. Yeah. And I love them. And they definitely have such a huge purpose in so many different ways. But it's just one way to go a little bit deeper into the body. Sure. So my example that I say is, you know, for me to ask you to go sit and meditate, it's too hard. You have to kind of go through the layers in order to kind of get there. So you probably know what Shavasana is, right? Oh, of course. The yeah. rest of those. I mean, mm-hmm. what, there's no yoga class worth going to if there's not a good Shavasana. I mean, we love Shavasana. Right. right? And Shavasana is that restful pose. Well, you can't necessarily get there until you do some of the movement. Like you kind of have to work out the kinks and, and kind of feel through it where you can actually go into the breath layer, mm-hmm. into the mind layer, sure, you know, and then into that heart layer. That makes sense. And so we kind of build, we kind of, you know, start here and we go a little bit deeper. I kind of think of it like a, a, an onion and you just go a little bit deeper and deeper. You just peel those layers oh, yeah. that makes where sense. You kind of, when you get to real self. Mm-hmm. Right. So with working as a yoga therapist in my training, I'm taught how to look at that whole person. Got it. Yeah. And yeah. so with yoga therapy, is that a one-on-one class then? Or I'm one-on-one really, session versus a class? Yeah. I mean, I do group and for okay. somehow I tell you it works. It does work. Um, mm-hmm. But you do have to be very, not to give myself a pat on the back, but you do need to be trained in order to understand how to listen so like when i'm listening to everybody and i could have 10 people in the class i'm actually listening to what i'm not going to do oh that makes sense Mm -hmm. right and it is kind of funny sometimes not that people intend to do it but sometimes they coordinate a lot like i'll get two two people with the right shoulder or i get two people with the left hip or i get more of the low back or whatnot Mm -hmm. right um and so it, it works in that way. Right. Um, but traditionally, to answer your question, it is more of a one-to-one. Yeah, that makes sense. So, all right. If you have just tuned in or if you have been listening and you're thinking, uh, I need this. <laughs> we are talking with Amy Jarvis today of Enliven Here Yoga. And um, 
you have these amazing classes and you're, you can do them now, right? Even with COVID. Yes. I I'm online. Yeah. Um, and it's surprising how well it's been working. Um, I was able to transition actually all of my clients online. Mm -hmm. I do see, I do. I just finished the summer series that we did in a park. We sure. did it. Oh, but we just finished it this last week. It was wonderful. Mm -hmm. um, but I do see people one-to-one. -one. Um, I, I try to do it outside or we are in a larger space. So it's still possible. Um, I always wear a mask. Um, you know, be safe, yeah. do the precautions. Yeah. But very possible. Exactly. And I just, I think it's, you know, it's so important to take care of your body and everything. And like you said, there is that mixture of, all of this, right? Because so many of our ailments, I'll call them kinks, quirks, all of that are, um, come from just everyday life, stress, stressors, thoughts, all of that. Um, I know I went to acupuncture yesterday and she's like, what's going on? You're totally leaning to the left. <laughs> she goes, I don't know what's going on. And I didn't even realize it. Right. But you know, we've been moving furniture all weekend and doing all kinds of different things. And, um, I got a little kinked up. So now I feel much better. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it affects you and when you do you know our first layer that body layer that's what we're most um related to sure right and then and then you teach the breath and i'm sure when you're doing your practices you're kind of moving with the, the breath mm -hmm. and you know and it could be fast or it could be slow sure. you know and depending upon how you're using the breath is if it's a morning class or an evening class all of that for me, I take into consideration because I go to the science. Right. right? And so um, everybody asks me, Amy, how can I move from the um, um, parasympathetic to the sympathetic and vice versa? How mm -hmm. can I do that? And how can I build that? And so I'm like, okay, let's do it. I'll show you how to do it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a lot of fun. That's awesome. It's really yeah, cool once you see somebody go, wow, I just had an experience. I wasn't like, I didn't think I was prepared for, but boy, wow, let's do that again. Yeah, it's pretty powerful. Somewhere. Yeah. And, they, and that intuitive wisdom, I always tell my students, it's like, I want you to go into your intuitive bank, or right mm -hmm. now, we're going to be practicing building your strength around your intuitive wisdom, because you're your best person, you're your best self to really look at, like, I could see a lot, but I don't feel you. Right. Right. And I'm never going to claim to go, oh, I know how that feels. No, I really don't know how it feels, mm -hmm. but you can, and maybe I could help you with the languaging around that or, you know, really going deep to feel what does that hip feel like? Right. Right. Exactly. And, and I think uh, that is such a huge gift to give people, um, to, because we are not taught to have that awareness and to make those connections. And so to have somebody help kind of open that door and guide people through how to really get in tune with what's going on with your body. Cause we're really just taught to ignore it and keep going. Right. right. And well, when we, we can ignore it, then you medicate it and then you still keep going. Right. Well, and then like you just said, it's like you go to somebody else to say what's wrong. Right. We're always, yes. We always and assume somebody else has the answer. Yeah. And, and, you know, they may have the answer, but I do think intuitively you, you have the answer. You just have to learn how to unpackage it. Right. And, and also, and have that confidence to know, I know something's going on. I can't put my name on it, but I know something's going on and I'm going to, 
I'm going to stick to that and I'm going to work towards that. Totally. Um, But to me, that's the mark of a good practitioner Um, in anything, right? Somebody who gives the power back to the person who's there um, to help them understand what's going on. And then, you know, as the person who's doing the yoga, you still need the guide. So then it becomes a partnership versus just showing up and giving your power over to somebody else. Um, and once it, you know, and then it becomes just exponentially more powerful because it's, you know, you're both, everybody's showing up and you can just get deeper and do better things, I think. Yeah. yeah. So, so it's so exploratory I know. and, and it's, and it's an adventure as well, you know, um, cause it also takes you to different places and you go and you do different things. Um, I know I have a couple of clients they started with me and they had no idea what to expect, but now they've done teacher training, they've done retreats, they do advanced studies. They're just like, oh my gosh, I thought it was just about Cobra pose. And I'm like, no. <laughs> a little more to it than that. <laughs> a little bit more. And that's so much fun for me to be able to share. You, know, awesome. you can't do it in the first meeting. You can't, yeah. you, you want to, it's like, I want to draw it out, out, but I'll lose them. I'll tell right. them they'll think I'm a wacko. Yeah. <laughs> not a wacko. Well, not a wacko. But you know what I mean, right? <laughs> pretty, you know, what you see is what you get. <laughs> Perfect. So if people are out there listening and they'd like to work with you, how do they do that? How do they connect with you? Well, it's really simple. Um, my website okay. is www.enlivenhere.yoga. Okay. And on there is even my number. It's actually really simple. Okay, and great. Yeah. And you do, and they can, you can do individual classes. Yes, I do individual classes. Um, and I can set them up online or offline mm-hmm. <laughs> somewhere. And, um, and I do do group classes okay. and I also even put together um, small groups of people like I do. I've had it in the past where neighbors get together. There's five of them and it's like we have a start and a finish and let's do this for four weeks and let's, you know, that's kind of fun too, especially now that people are getting their schedules together and they're, they don't want to, they don't want to leave too far, right? Because kids are home. So, um, and I, and with that said, I do go to homes, um, you know, it just depends upon the person and where they're at and how they, what precautions they need to make with COVID. Sure. So anything, anything's pretty possible. That's awesome. It's just a conversation and figuring out where you're at. Perfect. I know it's, we're all adapting um, in so many ways right now. And you have some online options as well, correct? Yes. Yes. I teach during the week and yep. Perfect. I love this. I think this is so fascinating. Like I said, this whole yoga therapy thing, I think is like mind-blowingly awesome. Um, and the yoga nidra, I've like dipped my toe into that. Um, I haven't done a lot, but I think it's really fascinating. I'm a big meditator and as well as doing yoga. And I just think that's so powerful. Yeah. You really get in there. It does change. Like you were saying back when you were still working in commercial construction, it just changes how you show up in your day. It's not just that period of time that you're doing it. It changes your whole day. Right. Well, they've come to now recognize that your brain is plastic. It's, it's able to change, right? Um, 
neuroplasticity in the science of the brain in that way, they've come now to realize, um, and we kind of already knew this, you know, especially when you see, I, I use the example of brushing your teeth or writing, like if you write with your left hand, and then I ask you to write with your right, it's a little bit more difficult. It's possible, but it doesn't see, you don't have the same flow, just like brushing your teeth. Sure. Um, but if you keep doing it, and you keep practicing, you're making a physical neuron link and a synapse link. And the more you do it, that bridge um, connects. Mm -hmm. Well, meditation works in that same way. It helps to create those bridges. Sure. It helps to um, actually literally strengthen them, uh -huh. the bridges. Yeah. Um, it's also like with anxiety, like... I actually suffered a, a bit from anxiety, I'll share. Sure. And there's that point where if any of the, if any of y'all out there that are kind of nodding going, okay, I, I kind of get this because I start feeling it build up this mm -hmm. anxiety. And now through meditation, I was able to separate. I was able to say, I'm not anxiety. Sure. Right. And it's also something that my body is trying to prepare me for. Let's say if I'm yeah. going to go talk to a hundred people in front of like in an audience. Right. And I get the, you know, this yeah. kind of build up. that's your body preparing you for it. Sure. But once you understand that and you can sit with that feeling and breathe through it, right. Yeah. You're starting to actually create space where it's just not, it just doesn't happen. You know, the idea is that you want to catch it before it gets too, for lack of a better word, too inflamed. Mm -hmm. But you want to create that space so you could actually make the decision that it's not making a decision for you. Yeah, I think that's great. Blows that down to find that space where you can make that decision on how to recognize, okay, this isn't me. This is just a sensation that's happening in my body. Mm -hmm. um, and let's move through it. And so I've been able to then recognize it and now totally lessen it. And it's, it's amazing, but the brain has the ability to build, just like writing with the opposite hand, has the ability of that muscle memory to do it. Right. I just think that's so powerful um, and a skill that we can all benefit from building. So that's so cool. Um, gosh, thank you for joining us today. I feel like I learned so much from you. Well, thank you. I, I would love to do it again. And Yeah, we will deeper. definitely have you back on. Again, we have had Amy Jarvis with Enliven Here Yoga on the show with us today. Um, you do yoga classes, but you've got your yoga nidra, which is a specific kind of meditation, and then the yoga therapy that I just think is mind-blowingly awesome. Um, I highly encourage you to go check her out. We will have links to everything on our website as well after the show nicolemangina.com forward slash podcast so there we go thank you amy for being here well, thank, thank you, you so everybody much. for tuning in and we will see you next week <laughs>